Welcome to Live with Domery Podcast here at Domery Healthy and Fit, where we bring you incredible episodes every single week from around the world that will leave you inspired and always wanting to come back for more. Today we have Edie Sh- Today our guest is Edie Sohejan, and she is going to talk to us about her incredible life moving forward and being strong, living with multiple sclerosis, and also her brand new podcast. Stay tuned. Oh my gosh, thank you for coming on and thank you for just understanding and realizing my brain is not quite normal and yes, we both have multiple sclerosis, but Edie is on top of it today, (laughs) way more than me. So let's get through this interview as true warriors do and let's just kind of go from there let's just play it off the cuff let's just run with it or actually let's just sit and and run with our words and there we go (laughs) so Edie you know one congratulations on your podcast it is absolutely amazing and beautiful and I love all the work that you've been doing and two congratulations on being such a beautiful inspiring woman and just like living up to that warrior standard that I believe we all feel like we have to do, but then there's the days that we just feel like, I don't want to be a warrior today. I'm done. No doubt. And I stopped making excuses for that, right? You used to say, oh, you know, I've got this going on or this has come up, but I'm like, why do that? I'm just going to say, I'm not feeling it today, and, and that's just what's happening. So I can't, I, I make commitments, but everybody knows that I am going to just continue to live my best life, and whatever that looks like, and today might not be, you know, 100%. I love that you just said that. I'm not going to continue to do that any longer, and I'm going to live my best life to yeah. your your personal 100% which could be someone else's, you know, a thousand percent or like mine today, two percent when I can't even get the day or time or whatever is going on correct, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I I can say I'm sorry, but it's just me and I can't, I can't dwell in that place, you know, so I I have to move on from that. And, uh, but I used to feel so guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my friends would say, oh, you have that Catholic guilt because I grew up Catholic. But I just, I, I let it go because sometimes you just need to do that. I love that. And I love that you realize that, yeah, we don't have to guilt ourselves into anything in life. Guilt should never have ever been a word or ever been pushed upon a human being it shouldn't exist yeah yeah don't shame me because i i needed to sleep today i, mm-hmm. I missed out on the activity and we'll see each other again but i i need to sleep because yeah. that's what's best for me and it's gonna make the rest of my week be much better so yeah and let's talk about how important sleep is one to everybody in the world listening right now sleep is priority Eight hours is for a normal person. Eight solid hours. The world today is probably getting around four to five hours sleep. And that's like waking up constantly in the middle of the night or you're thinking of stuff. And then once you get up and if your bathroom is way too far from your bed, you start thinking. And by the time you get back to bed, it takes 20 minutes to go back to sleep. Now, us living with multiple sclerosis... You, myself, along with 2.4 million people worldwide, mostly women, are living with this disease. And sleep to us, we need 12, 15 hours of sleep. Yeah, I don't get that, but I I could use it for sure. I wake up after seven hours. I can't not do that. And sometimes I need to nap. Um, and sometimes I wake up and two hours later, I need my nap. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason that seven hours is my, my jam, but I use this really sexy machine called mm-hmm. a sleep apnea machine. 
to help me sleep. Because I, okay. I, I like that, that you called it sexy. It's that big oh, mask. It's super sexy. <laughs> it's like yeah, Darth, Vader. Darth Vader. It sounds like Darth <laughs> Vader sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. If it lets you sleep and it works, I think I'm going to be calling my neurologist back after today's phone call and saying I think I might have sleep apnea. I need a mask. You know, I um, I snort terribly, and I've snored terribly since I was a teenager, um, but I've always slept through the night and felt pretty rested. Mm -hmm. So... Um, more recently, in the past few years, since I was diagnosed, I have had restless legs very bad, and mm. I kick a lot and move around a lot in my sleep. I wake up and my just blankets are everywhere, and so I realized there was something else going on. And in my neurologist's office, there's actually a neurologist who's a specialist in sleep. I don't know what sleep that's apnea. Called. Or, yeah, yeah. Or I think yeah. it's because of our brains. Uh, that part of our brain has been completely eaten away, and it's an open wound. And yeah, so um, the snowflake really monsters, I call them, or the phantom monsters, or the party monsters, want to go in there and eat our brain, and they do it at nighttime, uh, and it keeps us awake. It happens, and so uh, yeah, the. Sleep apnea machine is hoping a bit, um, but it's. I had to get over the stigma of using it at first, mm. but then once I started using it, I my quality of sleep did increase. My sleep apnea test results said I had minor sleep apnea, but it doesn't matter. Like the quality of your sleep improves the quality of your life in general. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to do everything I can, like I said earlier, to live that best life. And if it means I wear a sexy machine on my face, so be it. And I love that you call it a sexy machine. I love that. You know, they really need to make it like, like choose a color, you know, yeah. ha let it personalize a name for us. And you know, it's, or have it talk to us before we go to bed. Yours could be like, I don't know, what do you want? French or Italian? Like having I want, like, yeah, sexy Italian. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking of the, the man's voice that's going to speak to me. Ooh. accent. I like an English accent. <laughs> there you go. So sleep apnea, people. Whoever makes that machine, turn it into something more sexy for us that need it and to be able to get a good night's sleep. Whether you have multiple sclerosis, any autoimmune disease, or you just cannot sleep at all due to everyday life stresses. Let's talk yeah. about that and everyday life stresses. What are your triggers and how do you handle them? So um, my triggers are definitely heat. If I'm out in the heat without relief, mm -hmm. right? So that means I'm in the heat for 30 minutes and I can't get to a cold place afterwards. Or I can lay in the pool for two hours, three hours, because I'm getting a source of coolness. Mm -hmm. But if I lay out in the sun, forget about it. So I'm wrecked the next day. That's a bad one. The other one is stress for me. That is a major, major trigger. And I've had to make a lot of changes in my life to ensure that I am not living in that place of stress because I was actually craving it. I loved it. I fed off of it. Oh. And it gave me, I felt like this is totally wrong thinking, right? The stress yeah. gave me purpose. I understand that. So I had to back off of it a lot. And it was like a two-year transition for me accepting it. I just felt like I wasn't being used correctly. Uh, my knowledge, my um, my ability to support people, like I wasn't helping as many people as I wanted to. So I wasn't getting as much out of it, but I wasn't stressed at all. And as a result, I think a lot of those changes, mm. I haven't had a lesion in a new lesion in four years so. congratulations on that and congratulations and i'm proud of you for acknowledging that you thrived on stress and 
I don't think I've ever heard anybody ever say that before within my conversations throughout life. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm proud of you for saying that because there are more people in the world that literally thrive off of continuous stress, which is damaging our bodies. But that is how they run their world and their, their universe and their companies. And it's a, it's a time-ticking disease of stress alone, let alone multiple sclerosis and stress. So thank you, for, thank you for living up to that and owning it and realizing you had to take a step back. And now you haven't had a new lesion in four years. So there you go. It's living proof. <laughs> Living proof, right? Yeah, Living so, proof. But I didn't realize that was going on for a while. It took me a lot of self-reflection mm -hmm. to realize what was actually going on. And when I did, that was when I started really digging a little bit deeper and realizing that I can be helpful and useful in different ways that aren't going to cause me all that stress. Mm -hmm. But... It, you know, nobody can tell you. You know, somebody can say, go do yoga, sleep better, blah, blah, blah. I can give you a list of things that all of us should do, especially MS sufferers. Mm -hmm. But unless you recognize that yourself and do that work, then, you know, it's like dating a guy that's not good for you. Right? Love that analogy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, we're two women talking here. Okay. So, yeah. So, Yeah. So, it, 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 I don't know. It, that's my psyche anyway. I, well, that was a very beautiful explanation of why you loved the stress, why you craved it, and how you had to get off of it. It's basically like being addicted to a drug. It, and people deal with this throughout our lives. And I've dealt with many stressful situations that we were talking about earlier. Um, when I realized I thought the podcast was tomorrow and it's today and I'm like, let's just go with it. <laughs> so, and I'm like, oh my God, I seriously don't know what day or time it is because I've been living on the East Coast back and forth from planes for the last two months and with dealing with a very stressful situation and it's family and it's my mom and she's really, really ill and she's on hospice and I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of internal daughter stress I guess you can call it and I and it's hard for me to let go and it's been hard for me to let go and hearing how you're just like listen we just gotta put it here and we gotta learn how to divide it and conquer and keep moving forward but that is the stress that is keeping me up at night right now yeah, and I think family stress like that is, you know, I'm no psychologist. I'm just a regular old Joe. I say to people, you know, I, I'm a doctor, but of education. There's no medical <laughs> degree here. So, yeah, when you're dealing with family stress, it's mm -hmm. so personal, right? It's right. so personal. And you want to live up to every expectation that's held to you by your family because they mean so much to you. Exactly. And it's hard to make those decisions that I'm going to do X for myself instead of doing too much Y for you. I love that. I love that phrase. Let's say that again. I'm going to do X for myself instead of doing the Y for you. That is like, that. that's a t-shirt. You just named it right there. That is a t-shirt. I am, right, go I am going, up. there it is. I am going to do X for you and Y for myself. There you, there you go, girl. You just, <laughs> uh, get that t-shirt running. Gotta make a little merch. That is like the perfect phrase ever for anybody in the world right now. That is the perfect phrase. And I'm glad that you said it. And I'm glad that I heard it because I might say it many, many more times in my episodes. And I will be thinking of you. 
So, um, yeah, it's the why, and it's the how do we handle everyday life? How do we handle the disease? How do we handle picking ourselves up? And how do we handle, let's just take a step back. That's really important. That step back is important, and I know how to do it, and I'm going to confess. I have not taken that step back since I arrived back home. Yes, hence the Thursday meeting. <laughs> so, right, because if I don't release all of that somehow, mm -hmm. whether it's, now for me, I'm a verbal processor. Mm -hmm. So I, it's important for me to talk to my friend or whatever or whomever after work and just kind of compress those things and get them out so I can then move on with my day and focusing on the stuff that I need, not what other people need. But again, it, it, it's not, it's easier said than done. So. Thank you for saying that again. It's easier said than done. We can coach, we can tell everybody how we handle our lives and write it in a book and write down all the passages that we need and how to eat and what works for us and what works for the best of our families, but mainly the best for us, me, myself, and I. And that doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody else. It's how can I take a piece of this and how a piece of that and a little bit of this, but a giant chunk of this and blend it all together and make it a Dom Marie recipe and make it an Evie recipe and have it work for both of us, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for the other 3.4 million living with this disease or stress in general or any other autoimmune or um, family, boyfriends, friends. Um, let's talk about friends and stress. How do you believe your friends dealt with you finally realizing you had multiple sclerosis? and symptoms prior like were they always kind of like hmm yeah I, I think you're okay yeah my friends felt compassion for me I think mm -hmm. um, but I am pretty resilient and independent to begin with so I think their concern for me more was not asking for help and probably continues to be that concern. Um, working on the work, right? That's me working on the work. So, yeah, um, but my friends have been pretty um, incredible and supportive of me. I'm pretty blessed with that. I don't have a million friends, I have a close knit group. And I know that when they ask me how I'm doing, what they mean by that and that they really want to hear it mm -hmm. because they want to contribute to my life in a positive way and they know I'm a verbal processor so they want to listen right and they're really good at not offering too much advice I like your friends I know I like your friends yeah. you need to write a book <laughs> how did that find the best friends ever how to find the best friends ever. You know, and I have to be, I'm a little bit jealous. Like, I have amazing friends today. I have a, a team of women entrepreneurs, a team of women warriors, a of dear, dear friends that I have physically met and I have not physically met in person, but I have such a strong connection with them. But I have to tell you, I'm a little bit jealous because yeah. prior to COVID and Instagram and Live with Dawn Marie, I lost, a, I lost pretty much all of my closest friends except for two wow. in my life. But wow. then again, as you know, I lived through 20 years of my life with the disease and constantly being told nothing was wrong with me. Right, so, with no diagnosis. With no diagnosis. It was, just, it was just doctors looking at me and saying, you look great. Your blood works perfect. Here's some Xanax, Prozac, and Zoloft. 
How much more can we give you? What do you need? A vacation? Go ahead. You know, so I was always like, oh, she's complaining again. Or, oh, she, like, didn't make it to the meeting today. Or she's freaking out of her mind. Mm -hmm. The day of my diagnosis was probably one of the greater days in my life. And I was finally validated as a human being. Yeah, and I think that that's really important. Um, on my podcast, I've interviewed a bunch of people, like just like this, mm -hmm. and um, my now friend, like you said, right? And I've grown these bonds with people. Um, Lizzie, she's actually doing an I. She's an MS person doing an Ironman. I think it's crazy. I love Lizzie. Right she's incredible. She's in Mexico. So her thing was acceptance, right? That was what she was most proud of, but she wasn't able to have the acceptance until she had her diagnosis mm -hmm. and because she just kind of shoved everything back and I think that that's really important um the acceptance part so I didn't I pretended kind of I didn't have MS for a couple years I didn't accept it and what was going on in my brain was that I am not going to have all the things that I planned on having because I'm such a planner. And uh, when mm. my friends started getting married and having babies, it was very difficult for me. They didn't, it didn't bother, they wanted me to be Aunt Edie and come out to dinner with me and my husband and it'll be the three of us and it'll mm -hmm. be just so great, right? Okay. But when that started happening, I got a real complex about it. Right, I didn't want to be around these little kids because, and I love children. I'm an educator, but it was really hard for me to be around these little my seeing my friends, you know, have families because I knew I wasn't going to be there. It was really hard for me, and um, yeah. So I I definitely come to terms with it and have moved on um, in a very positive way. And they through all of it have been really supportive. Now, I'm not going to say they all understood mm -hmm. right away. I had to really inform them of what was going on in my psyche because, you know, I, I, I mental illness is a real thing. I've had depression and anxiety for a long, long time and, again, didn't necessarily deal with it. And uh, so it was all compounding. It was like a perfect storm, which I think led to my MS. And But since probably mm -hmm. in the last three years, I just feel like I've grown. When I was younger, I used to watch Oprah every day. Me school. too. I, I loved her. That was such a great show. Who didn't watch Oprah? And I just remember one time, it was like her 50th or 60th birthday, whatever mm -hmm. which one. And she said, in my 20s, I was like this. In my 30s, I was like this. In my 40s, I was like this. In my 50s, and I'm living my real life now. And I always said, when I turn 40, I feel like I'm going to just, I don't want to wait until then to really get to know myself. And I did it anyway. And I think it's the progression of your life. It's not just an MS diagnosis. I think a lot of, especially women, go through that. Um, not really getting to know yourself because we are always in it for everybody else. Thank you and for saying that. <laughs> Honestly, thank you for saying that because women need to hear this. And this is very, very true. We don't really know ourselves. We live to please others. We live to birth. We live to gather and nest. We were created for this purpose alone. We have evolved throughout the centuries and we are stronger and better and moving faster than ever, even with these obstacles in our ways. But the fact that you just said that is just so important for women to hear. Yeah, and not only to hear, right? Because until you internalize it, mm -hmm. It, it really, you don't own it. So, because I can hear, like we were talking before, I can hear the suggestions and all of that, mm -hmm. but until I really go and do that reflection, I had a boss that used to say, sometimes you need to take the mirror and turn it on yourself and have that self-reflection 
it, it's just so true. And I hear her saying that a lot because when you go through situations and you can't, you're like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Well, let's reflect and, mm-hmm. and figure out what your contribution is and how you can work through it. Don't worry about them. Focus on yourself. So Exactly. Well, um, you're currently reading Finding the Sun Through the Clouds. So you, I don't know how far in deep you are into it. Um, Just a little bit. But within that that book itself is about a woman living within the darkness of her own very soul and body and not understanding the true light of who she was. She was what she was told she was. And then being, you know, in my 20s and experiencing things that were haunting me. And I called it my phantoms. I don't know what you name. We all nicknamed the disease a different thing, a snowflake or this or that. I called it the phantom because the phantom was haunting me every day. It was, it was choking me. It was making me lose my eyesight. It was making me lose my speech. I was dropping things. And I couldn't prove any of it. All I could say was, this is what's wrong. And all I kept hearing was, you're fine. Your blood work is amazing. Hello, doctors. And this is for every doctor that ever will possibly come across my podcast or yours or anyone dealing with multiple sclerosis or any autoimmune disease. When a patient comes in through your door and says, I have been experiencing all of these issues for this period of time, it is not just a 20-second, come in, take a look at your checklist. Okay, well, we're going to put you on this now, and we're going to do some blood work. And, by the way, pharmaceuticals, blood work should not be 10 things of blood work to figure out what is wrong with a person. I now have blood work where it looks like the vampires have like come in and taken so much blood that they could live a year off of my blood. And it's a panel that is four sheets long to really diagnose where my levels are and what is happening. And thank God I found my neurologist after four men. Sorry, guys. Again, um, not listening to the full picture of who and what was happening to me. Yeah, and I think that uh, people make assumptions not just doctors, but, every, but lots of people about what MS should look like, and they put you in this little box. Yes. And unless you can be defined by what's in that box, it's hard for them to recognize what's going on. And, oh, your blood work is fine. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, you know, dig a little deeper. Let's dig a little deeper. Um, how about, um, have you? how long have you been, like, misspelling things, forgetting things, uh, dropping or falling or... Forgetting someone's name. Well, that happens to me all the time. And I'm sure it happens to everybody, but constantly me. Uh, When it comes down to it, so many of us have been so frustrated throughout the years and the centuries since the disease was even found back in the 1800s and acknowledged that it's just, it is such a complex disease multiple sclerosis I mean multiple alone the word multiple millions of us are being attacked daily by our own immune system (laughs) it's pretty wild when you think about it right right it's like your body's turning on you and Mm -hmm. quite frankly I talk to a lot of people with different autoimmune diseases while MS is a struggle struggle and every person's different as you just stated there are so many different autoimmune diseases that mirror a lot of our same symptoms exactly trying to get to know um, a little bit more about these because it's wild what ends up happening to people and how they are so resilient um, in the face of all of that so I have a theory and I believe, and this is what season two of Thriving Over Surviving podcast is about, okay? So I have a theory that when you live into your core values and really know who you are and what those values are, when you're living into them, 
you're really focused on you and what you need and you're filling those pieces. So when I went through that stage of who am I, mm -hmm. if I don't have this stress, I really made a great big shift. And I identified that my core values are growth and humor. So I filled my life with some humor in many different ways. Um, mm -hmm. One of those is stand up. I'm like addicted to it now. <laughs> and the other one is growth. So I couldn't stop going to school. I got my undergrad and then my master's and then my doctorate, right? And I, if I could go back to school, I would. I even went back and started being a university professor so I could keep teaching and get in that mode of growth, wow. right? But we all grow, we grow in different ways. And so I had to kind of make a shift a little bit into what that growth would look like. And now for me, it's learning more about how other people deal with things like we're dealing with, with MS. And so when I get those pieces of growth and humor, it fills me up to a point where I'm not thinking about this other stuff as much and I'm able to cope and deal with it and work on it. Um, a little bit better because I have these other strategies. So like I, I think that when you recognize that within yourself, that these are my important values and you really live them, that even though I might wake up and I can't stand up all the way because my spasticity is so terrible, I can breathe through it and, and get through it with the different things that I've learned and be able to um, really focus on me instead of the, my back. That makes, I don't know if that makes sense, but it yeah, makes sense. It makes complete sense to me, and it'll make complete sense to everyone living with the disease. What it needs to make sense with is the rest of the population of the world and awareness for this disease, multiple sclerosis. And I like the fact, not that I like the fact that there are other diseases that mirror the same images and things that happen to us, like multiple sclerosis. Um, for instance, this past year, I've been dealing with um, blowing up and looking like I'm nine months pregnant for four years and couldn't figure it out and did everything in every gamut you could think of and um, hospitalized last year on Thanksgiving Day and thought I was on my deathbed. And they thought I was pregnant. I'm like, I'm not pregnant. This is my stomach inflamed. Thank God, finally, a, six months later, hospitalized again, a really good-looking doctor, fresh out of school. Nice. <laughs> okay, so um, it says here in your chart you had a hysterectomy, so we're obviously not pregnant. Let's see what's going on with you. Right there. Okay, right there. CT scan colonoscopy, you name it, I went through it for months and months and months on end. And my dear friend Angie, like, has listened to, like, every in insane story that has happened to me over all of it and sending her belly pictures. Freak, it happened again, you know. I, I have colitis and Crohn's disease. Oh, my gosh, on top of all of On this. top of MS. But do you know that there is a huge amount of us living with MS that have colitis and Crohn's and don't even know it? They think it's the MS acting up your intestinal tract, stopping you from being able to go to the bathroom, blowing you up and gaining weight, um, being inflamed with inflammation throughout your body and having abdominal pain or lower back pain and you think you're just gaining weight and you're you're not it's actually another disease another autoimmune disease that is also combating you and also related because of the lesions in my brain and where they are uh-huh and that's why we're all so different because they could manifest anywhere anywhere uh, right left yeah. middle down the side you know whatever train you want to take in the brain, it's whichever one you want to go, 
right? It's my understanding, yeah. It's my understanding if you have one autoimmune disease, it's you very have multiple. Yes. So I have um, hyperthyroidism that I've been dealing with for the past year now. And it was great at first because I was just losing weight. <laughs> but I felt terrible all the time. Exhausted, right? Yes. And I was like, this can't be my MS. It's too intense. And it doesn't like last for you know long enough to say it's a relapse or anything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I'm like something is wrong with me and because I took Lemtrada, uh geez it's been four years in January I uh, get blood work done every month mm -hmm. and come to so we were in COVID and I missed a couple of months Oh. at that point of blood work and I'm like I have to get my December blood work I have to get it so I was making arrangements to do that and come to find out my thyroid is at so I guess the average range is like 1.4 to 4 mm -hmm. whatever TSH or whatever it is and uh, I should know that right about my body I will work on that <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, just one more thing to the list yes Yes, I'm working on tracking my health better. But anyways, my, my thyroid's at 0 0.04 or 0 0.01. So it's pretty much non-existent. So it and went from like normal to hyperactive to zoop. Yep, and so it was swinging back and forth with meds. Wow. I'm still not right. I'm still at 0.1 as of last month, 0 0.01. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm working on that. But it's not, you know, thyroid, it, it's real. I mean, it, when people say, oh, I have a thyroid issue, it's serious. Okay? Yeah. It's no joke. Like, I didn't sleep for, like, two months. Even I couldn't even wear the CPAP because I just wasn't, my heart rate was so accelerated all the time mm -hmm. that I couldn't catch my breath. Yeah. Anyways, not to sit and complain. I'm just... We're not complaining. Yeah. We're explaining. Yeah. Um, I, I, I never complain. I just explain. There you go. Okay. We're not complaining. We're explaining. I'm not complaining. I'm explaining. There I like go. it. Okay. <laughs> there I am. So, yeah. So, I'm getting through that. But, yes, I, I feel your pain with the multiple. Um, yeah. Top and, and born with asthma as a child. So, yeah. Uh, you know, just top it all on. You know, I got, I got the cherry on the top. Hell, there's nowhere to go but up. I've already hit that? the ground. What is that saying? God doesn't give you more than you can handle, but us with MS, he must think we're badasses. And well, so we're, ba we're badass warriors. And I got to tell you, the women that I have met since COVID and being in lockdown and finding everybody on Instagram and building this community. And I got to tell you, our community is super badass and strong. We are a huge, tight community of warriors. And when one warrior tells us, I need help, we're there for them. And we understand what they're going through. And... I'm not quite sure all the other diseases have that, and I wish they would, and I would, and I hope that they do, and I hope that that will combine and come together. But I think because our disease is so different from every single one of us, uh -huh. we all understand and we all acknowledge that we it doesn't matter. We are all, like you said, badass warriors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For sure, for sure, and I, I'm blessed. Mm -hmm. I'm so blessed. So I say MS um, saved my life. It might sound cheesy, but I really believe that because it woke me up. It woke it woke me out of this stressful situation that I had put myself in, craving. And yes, like you said before, it is an addiction to for me, anyways. Um, and so. It just woke me up and said, Edie, look at all of these things that are contributing to your, your health right now in a negative way. And thank God that it did because I don't know where I would be right now. Well, I'm glad that it woke you up. I'm not glad that you have multiple sclerosis. I do not wish this disease or any disease upon anybody in the world. Um, 
but I do believe it makes us stronger and um, you are thriving and you are amazing and I love that you bring laughter into your world every day. Uh, I do the most ciliotic, that's not even a word, ciliotic <laughs> things in my lifetime. Just, just to make myself laugh like when I called you earlier and you're like, Domery, still says the 18th. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's tomorrow, right? No, it's today. <laughs> so, today is the day. We just need to learn to just go with the flow. And when we cannot go with the flow, we need to learn to rest and nap. And we need to learn to say no and why for me. Absolutely, 100% yeah. yeah, and, you know, that is just the way that the world is. And we need to have compassion, more compassion within the world today. Um, we have dealt with so much fear and anxiety over the last, it's almost two years now. And, you know, most of us are back up and running and things are going further and we're all growing and learning. But I think this time with all of us being in lockdown, or sheltered and forcing ourselves to look within, I think we all have been able to, most of us, not all of us, and I let's say a quiet moment for the ones that are no longer here, um, that, you know, it, it's been difficult. And, um, but we've all learned a lot about how to pick ourselves back up and, and re- build and rebrand or redo or restart and just it doesn't have to be rushed just take a moment and just do it on your time and if you feel like you like you loved the passion of the rush and that's you and you can manage it then do it if it's the rush that's making you sicker, then learn how to manage it and not do it and find the balance in between. A hundred percent. Well said, Don Marie. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because we are meant to be resilient, right? Mm -hmm. But unless you're looking through the right lens, it's hard to see what is supposed to be going on with you. Right, because a lot so of things true. come in cloud that lens, and you really got to keep cleaning it off so that you can see what really is going on um, in order to gain that resilience and perseverance and pull through all of this, because yeah. this is some crazy business. It's been crazy. <laughs> it has been, you know, and I have to say, like I said, you know, most people getting diagnosed, it's not a good thing for them. It wasn't a good thing for me either, but I was finally validated. You you chose not to accept it, and then you it took you a couple of years to accept it, which is usually the real outcome of the disease, correct? From what the majority of us have seen and heard. It, I mean, it, that's, it's that's a, the message I get from a lot of people, mm -hmm. right? I was in, I, not embarrassed, but ashamed that this is happening to me, that I'm not going to live a full life, and I'm going to hide it from people. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. But again, as we've kept saying, you, you need to do that for yourself because mm -hmm. other people can't do that for you. So sometimes it's just a little trigger or a sign or some people yeah. say that, you know, Jesus talked to me today and this is the outcome of that. Whatever it is for you and how you pull through. Um, yeah, but all those people that are living in it and are struggling to pull through, um, I think listening to conversations like this, you know, there is something out there and finding other people like I'm not in a wheelchair. Right. I can't offer that mm -hmm. perspective to people. But there, there are, are other warriors that are in a wheelchair that can offer that perspective. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it doesn't mean we have to have a wheelchair. I mean, the day I had to go get my placard for my car, I, I cried nonstop. I did not want it. I really? was I, I was so upset and I thought I'm giving in like uh, the disease is taking over and I'm giving in. 
And she's like, you don't understand. This is, you get it. You will have it for the rest of your life. It will be automatically shipped to you. It does not mean you are weak. It means those days that your legs are not working or you are exhausted, but you have to go out and perform a daily life routine or a job. That placard is there to help you. Absolutely. So when I got my placard, I was super excited because <laughs> it's the only one perk. Well, other than this great community and the support that everybody provides us, right? But it is the one like tangible perk that I have for having MS. And let me tell you, I don't make any, I don't know if it's excuses, what I, the word that I want to say, but mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, I just don't say I'm sorry for that. And people might look at me funny when I leave my car, but I live in Florida and in the summer heat index is very high. Which and triggers our MS. If I walk in the, in a parking lot from the back of the parking lot to the store, I am so overheated. I have to go directly to the freezer section and stand in front of one of the, you know, the ice cream or whatever, which I don't eat. So, um, yeah. <laughs> open the doors and just damn I, you ice cream. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, but, yeah. So if that is going to help me to get from my car to the, the, wherever I'm going mm -hmm. in a quicker way and be comfortable when I walk in, then whatever. You keep thinking and saying whatever it is. And if it's an internal thing, right, I got to get over that. But um, Mine was yeah, internal. Different. But now, you know, and I do use it and I have used it. <laughs> and um, yeah, and now that I've been walking with a cane because my whole right side has been acting up and my right leg is just, it's kind of like a rag doll. It just doesn't want to listen. It's kind of like, gets like smack. Like, and it, this is the funniest thing. I'm like, I smack my butt. Like, get going. Like, come on, leg. <laughs> Flip and wake up and get going. Um, so yeah, and, and I don't believe that any disease should be, should be known as if you're bald, you're going through cancer. If you're in a wheelchair, you have a disease. If you're in walking with a cane, you're disabled. There are so many disabilities in the world that do not have to be presented with a cast or an object to be understood and to be heard and to be safe when you speak about it and not to be afraid and yes that was the one thing that I was afraid of using my placard I was validated and I felt like thank god I'm not nuts hooray okay now what do I do and then I get and then I, it got worse but yeah the placard was like the hardest thing for me so, you know, here's two stories. For you, it was like, thank God to heaven. And that, and I thank God to heaven now that I've got it. But the sure, day sure. that two years ago when I had to go get it, I didn't want it. And the fact that I, you know, I don't drive a mommy car anymore. Um, all my children are grown and I drive a sports car. So it kind of looks like, what the frig? Yeah. She's pulling up in this sports car and using a handicap spot. And some days I have the cane with me and other days I don't. And you get judged. And I don't like that. That's not nice. Mm -hmm. We need to stop judging. Yeah, I think there's some, you know, all this woke culture too, right? Right. So some, some of it's coming around. But, you know, I think about the four agreements with that. And it's not about me. It's about them. And however they're perceiving me, if they see me that way, then that's something that's internal for them. Because I can't worry about how, how people perceive me anymore. Um, now, I'm not saying I'm dissolved of it, right? Like, it still happens. Yes. Um, you know, I want this person to think I'm attractive or smart or whatever it is. Um, but when I'm thinking about my MS, eh. I, I've been able to um, move past that a bit mm -hmm. um, because I had been that one that hides for so long and I just realized for me it wasn't working. Yeah, well, 
I stopped, I, I began to hide it because no one was believing me. And so I just went crazier and crazier down the, I went down more downward spirals than you can imagine. And I will admit, and I am not ashamed of admitting it and not ashamed of going down that road. But yeah, I thought of suicide. Yes, I attempted suicide. Um, the disease will do that to you. And thank God I am here today and I am stronger and I'm not giving up. And um, not that I like COVID. I hate COVID. I want it to go away. I'm done with it. I don't, I don't, the word just gives me the chills now. And I just, I want to live my life. And I just want to get out there and start moving and grooving with or without a cane. And just go. You do, lady. You, you work it. You right? Work, you're living your best life. I, we I need to live our best life. That's right. And my best life is different from somebody else. And your best life is different from somebody else. And we just need to take it one step at a time. There's no rush. Just do what you got to do when you're ready to do it. Yes. But COVID gave me my podcast. COVID let me write my third book. COVID wow. let me understand that my life's tragedies were not on, were not, uh, help me out, I'm trying to think of a word, were not given to me just because. I believe they were given to me for a reason. Okay. And I believe that I realized coming back from almost dying that I'm here and I'm back and I didn't die. And thank God my husband was there to save me and find me because that was the drive to push me even further than where I was. I love the love that you guys have for one another, you and your Aww, husband. Thank you. When I see um, things online of the two of you, I'm like, they are so in love and it, it's, it's, it's inspiring. Um, yeah, because not all relationships are like that. And you guys have it, man. It's lovely. Well, it's work. It's work. Yeah. And I've pushed him away more times than you can imagine. And he's put up with some serious crap. And I've put up with some serious crap. And it's just life. And you just got to realize, you know, you married the same crap when you were younger. So why is it any different today? You just got to keep going with the flow and going with the punches that are roll, like coming at you. And now I just laugh hysterically at all the stupid ass things I do. Or if I did something I wasn't supposed to, I'm like, oops, sorry. <laughs> so, you know, and I love him. And he, he is, he is my knight in shining armor. And you will read that in the book. And, um, yeah, there was many, many, many times I was like, oh, my God, just go away. I can't take you. <laughs> I love you, but I'm not in love with you at this moment. I actually did that. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll get to that chapter. Yeah, okay. I did that. Right, I'm on chapter one. I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm on chapter two now. I'm on chapter two. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, you know... What you have in your life, let's talk about relationships because we just you just said that about Robert and he is amazing. He's incredible. He's put up with so much bullshit of living with this disease along with me and not knowing. And now that we know, it's so open and honest that it we, we just tell everybody. And it, even if you don't want to know about it, I'm going to tell you, you know, and it's just it, that's the way that our family rolls with this disease. It, we're not ashamed of it. And as you, I don't know if you know this, but Robbie, my eldest son, also has multiple sclerosis. Yes. Um, and my cousin, Stacy and Tabitha, have multiple sclerosis on my mother's side. And on my father's side, my cousin Nick, God bless his soul. Um, there's a page that is dedicated to Nick that he wrote a poem about flying because he was in a wheelchair and it, the, the disease took him within two years and we lost him. So I am very familiar today with how devastating this disease can be. And so I'm not wasting one minute, one second 
I'm worrying. I'm living. I love it. Um, And that's what you're doing with your thriving and, you know, over surviving MS and your podcast and everything you're doing. And you went back to school and you're you're just living and you're, you're building this amazing web of community and love and trust and with laughter and grace. And, you know, Edie, you are just absolutely phenomenal. And thank you for sharing all of this information today and just being raw and honest. And I love that. That is the best we can all be. Just be raw. Yep. Yep. I mean, no more excuses. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it, like I said, it's not easy. And do I think that sometimes I'm not doing enough or I'm not living up to what I should be doing or I'm not as inspiring as this other person. Look what they're doing. I can't compare myself. Yeah. Thank you so much for um, having me on your show. You're amazing. I can't wait to be on your show. I can't wait to have you back. I can't wait for you to tell me you got that t-shirt up and going. (laughs) I can even hook you up with the guy that can make the t-shirts for you and snap them out on demand. You don't even have to like buy like thousands of them. You can actually just do supply on demand. So I'm going to hook you up with that, hit with him. He's amazing. I love him to death. And uh, yeah, he's one of the badass do-gooders with me. And um his company is named Molt, and there's an amazing story behind that. So right. it's I'm a butterfly. Yeah, yeah, Molt. Awesome. M O L T Molt on Instagram. I'll forward it to you and let you know. And um, Jeremy is incredible. And you now need to make that T-shirt. You need some merchandise. It's happening. It's, it's happening. happening. <laughs> I'll do Don Marie and me chatting. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing, Edie. You are phenomenal. Keep inspiring all of us and keep laughing and... You know, that's what we need in the world today is more laughter and inspiration. And hell, if we have a bad day, it's a bad day. It's okay. Yeah, and Angie tells me that, um, you know, yeah, you screwed up today, but tomorrow is a new day. Yeah. And I think about her saying that to me all the time because I can't dwell in the yuck. In the yuck. Yeah, we've got to get out of the yuck. Although I've been in the yuck, and she yells, she does the same thing with me, and I do the same thing to her. And then we call each other out on our bullshit. I'm like, I know you were in that attic. <laughs> if anyone knows who we're talking about, we are talking about Angie Gaines, who is an incredible... Gensler. Gensler. I, I say Gaines all the time. Angie Gaines. Angie Gensler. Um, phenomenal MS warrior on um, fitness instructor for multiple sclerosis patients and uh she's been through a lot and we all have but she is she is a true warrior at heart and a woman that never gives up and she's been through some hell lately just like all of us and uh that's what we're all about we're all about community and love absolutely yes yeah. and i love you thank you so much thank you edie oh my god i love you too super excited and guys just i gotta call it because um i thought the podcast was tomorrow so if you're looking at it and it's on my story just go and listen to it or watch the entire interview all over again as many times as you wish and forward it on to everybody that you can and today's podcast was sponsored by society gal and if you're a woman and you're an entrepreneur go on out and start joining us and follow their instagram page society gal and become one of us in the world of entrepreneur women and step on board and have fun because we are traveling the world and we're doing it together one day at a time and we are a community of women of vast majority around the world of strength 
and just pure heart. So thank you, Society Gal, for sponsoring this podcast today. So please go out and check out Society Gal. Check out Edie's page. Check out her podcast. Follow her. Listen to the stories. They're amazing. And I love the color codes that you have. Everything about your page. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Um, And yeah, share the love. If you love this, share it. If you didn't, tell me what you want to see. And other than that, I love you. And I'll see you again next week. Live with Don Marie podcast. Thank you, Edie. Thank you. Have a great day. Keep thriving. (laughs) Bye-bye. Mwah.